Oh, yeah. This is the manly man, Randy Brutal, talking at you. When I'm on the road, I pass the time between matches, snapping to Slim Jims, and listening to the Sean Geek Podcast, which I download off of SeanMcGinnity.ca. That's the Sean Geek Podcast, downloaded off of SeanMcGinnity.ca, brother. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. Hello. Hello. How you guys doing? Good. good. How are you? Good. How you doing? Oh, good. I just saw a glimpse of the news. All kinds of crazy stuff's happening at the Capitol right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. I hadn't seen it, really. Just, I just barely saw it for a couple minutes. I, I can't quite tell what's happening. Uh, it's, Did it's, someone die? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, one, one, one person. Okay. Cause that's, yeah, that's what I thought they were saying. And then I was like, I, I don't have time. I have to get on this. <laughs> it's been going on all day, it? actually. We're, we're doing good, man. Uh, actually, thanks for coming out and actually showing up. This is awesome. Oh, no problem. No problem. I like your guitar. Eddie Van Halen. I have one of those. Oh, yeah. Well, I got, uh, actually, yeah. I, got, I got a couple of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> they're nice, home- nice. They're homemade, though. I made those ones. Are they really? You made that by yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I put Impressive. Uh, Wow, Keith! This guy can play Van Halen like nobody's business. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Uh-huh. Apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Todd. So, so Keith. So, this is my brother Todd. Uh, the Hello. guy. You- I, I can't tell where you're pointing. Okay, oh, I don't sorry, have yeah. my glasses on. I, I was going to say the other bald guy, but I guess we're all bald. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Todd's the guy with the Van oh, Halen right. guitars. Uh, that's my brother. I've been in. I don't know how, how many bands have I been in with you, Todd? I guess a couple. Uh, at least three. Yeah. So Todd's a guitar player, bass player. I'm a vocalist and drummer. And oh, uh, nice, nice. Oh yeah. Van Halen fanatics, I take it. Well, Todd, way more than me, but yeah, yeah definitely. Kind of grew up with it. Once I heard it, I was hooked. Yeah, I, I heard it in 1978. I was like, my uh, mom rented out a room to a guy that was in the military. He just got out, and he go. I used to sneak into the room with a butter knife. And uh, play his acoustic guitar because my aunt taught me how to play the beginning of Stairway to Heaven or the middle part of Stairway to Heaven, mm-hmm. the easy right. part, that little part. Right. And I go, oh, I want to play it. And uh, he goes, Keith, I know you're breaking into my room. You got to stop doing that. But since you're so interested in uh, guitar, check this out. And he put on Van Halen's record. He just, I, I think it just came out. And and uh, he he goes, check this out. He played Eruption. John Hawkins, by the way, I'll send this to him. So he's like, yeah. I just talked to him like a month ago. Whoa. And uh, uh, he, he's like old now. <laughs> yeah, that's right, John. And uh, <laughs> and he goes, uh, he goes, oh, you got to hear this. And he played me Eruption. And I go, and I hear the, you know, that sound that didn't sound like a guitar at all to me, especially the hammer on part. And oh, I was yeah. like, uh, how did he make the keyboard sound like that? Yeah, is that that's a piano? Not a keyboard, that's a guitar. <laughs> it turns out a lot of people say that. I think I saw an interview with like Paul Gilbert saying the same thing. He thought it was a a keyboard yeah. or somebody oh, said yeah. that yeah. yeah did do you know if he wrote that on keyboard before he actually did it on guitar i didn't i don't remember no i don't know that, that but I, I will tell you this that uh, i've mentioned this in the other podcast 
is that part that goes ba da 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 you know that part? Yep. I was at my at one of my students, he's in plays, he's an actor as well as a piano player. And he was telling me that, or I'm mean, not telling me, I went to his play and the it was a Pirates of Panzance. And I tried to look for it and I found it once. And then when I tried to find it again, I, it was so many songs that I just gave up. But it's in there on YouTube. Um, the lady singing oh, la, 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 three times, just like uh, Eruption. And I know they don't even know that that's from Eruption. So that's where he got that from, from a song from Pirates of Panzance. And then, that's so that's a cover that little moment that i've never heard anyone mention and i've been wanting to make a video or some say it publicly somewhere and it he didn't uh, um eric didn't say anything about it didn't release that moment in the podcast and i was like oh that was the only i said that was the most important thing i have to tell the van halen fans is that's a cover and go and start scouring the songs on pirates of panzance because the whole play and the audio is up on youtube and it's isn't that funny it's from 18 like 90 or something Oh man, that's cool. Oh. Um, yeah. I want to introduce you to the other guy here too. Um, Keith, uh, the other guy, that's Corey. Hello, Corey. Corey is a, uh, I don't know, Corey, who are you? Um, cartoonist, writer, um, actor, actor, security guard, father. I'm a father. My fa- my son's 20 now. He's oh six God. foot three. He's way bigger than me. Basketball player in college. That's crazy. Wow. Nice. So you're a cartoonist. I'm like really into uh, Charles Schultz. I collect the books and everything. Actually, just uh, finished reading a uh, biography uh, on him. Um, I just watched one. Oh. I'm huge. I'm a. I'm a, like. A, you asked my wife. I, I talk about him like as much as I talk about Eddie Van Halen. That's my favorite musician. That's pretty Prince, good. Eddie Van Halen and Prince and a few other yeah. guys. Paul McCartney. Yeah. You know, uh, Stevie Wonder, of course. You know. So classics, classic. Uh, well, anyone who plays like all the instruments, that always intrigued me. Yeah. yeah I never realized how uh, multi-talented Prince was. Yeah, there's even a video of him playing double bass. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. Where what, they switch, it's live in concert, they switch what, what, and they what, hand Prince? him the sticks. Prince? Yeah, Prince. And he goes, and he looks like he's going to fall out of the chair, like he didn't practice it quite enough. So he's like, it was a little bit loose. Not that, not that much of a drummer, but kinda. I just saw a video with Nuno Betancourt playing "Hot for Teacher." Yes, I just saw that last week, and he played it well. I'm like, well, the hell? Yeah. So that's the kind of guys I like, like Nuno Betancourt and stuff like people who do that. I like Paul Gilbert a lot, but mostly as as an adult, as a an older guy, I wasn't really into like. Because at first I just tossed him off as another Steve I guy, like sure. Jason Becker. I just threw uh, in my head it was like another Eddie Van Halen, and yeah, which yeah. what which is exactly what I already was when I was a little kid. You know, playing in Hollywood in bands. You know, Imagine World Peace, and it was like Van Halen Part Two. Our singer was like just like David Lee Roth. You know, hanging from the rafters and stuff. You can see <laughs> that just, on YouTube. I, I haven't watched that stuff yet. I just noticed that you. Uh, I didn't scroll down far enough on your YouTube page. I'm like, oh, you've got your old band stuff on there too. So yeah, imagine all pieces, the Van Halen esque one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna the take blonde it. singer that looks like David Lee Roth. I saw that right away, and I'm like, okay. I, at first, I'm like, is that Mark Torian from the Bullet Boys, or is that <laughs> <laughs> right, right? Yeah, because yeah. Mark is like a David Lee Roth type. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys have been talking all this time. Oh yeah. Oh, we're like okay. we're like even though Todd and I are brothers, Corey <laughs> might as well be because. I've 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 literally bled with that man. Yeah. Sure. Ah, 
So oh, you guys yeah. are all about my age when I gathered from the podcast, right? I'm for, I'm going to be 50, 49. I'm 49. I'm yeah, yeah. 50 this year. And, and I'm in the 50s. You, how old are you guys? <laughs> 50? 52. Well, Tom's 50? Two or three. Right? I, I can never remember. It's two or three. <laughs> stop counting up. Yeah. I think yeah, uh, 45, you kind of start, stop really paying attention. Yeah. Well, I, I can't help but like 50 is like something about the, the number of 50 is impending. So my birthday is in August, but like every month I'm like, it's nine months from now. In eight months from now, I'm going to be 50. Can you believe that? So, yeah. With no gray hair? So you're, you, wait, so you're 70? No gray hair, yeah. No. You Although, 70? if my beard grows out, it's a little white. A little like, bit. Like, like them too. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, I, and I do pluck the white hairs. I have like a couple of, like, maybe like 40 white hairs, you know, throughout my head. Yeah. But I'll you just, just keep pulling them. them. If yeah, you keep doing it, they will, it will stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Welcome to the Sean Geek Podcast, man. Ah, oh, thank you. Thanks you for having me. Yeah, we've been um, we've been around for a while, uh, like three hundred plus episodes. We just had my mom on uh, for episode three hundred. She mm-hmm. was uh, she well, Todd and I come from a very musical family. Like my mom was like doing jazz and blues back in the late sixties, early seventies. Oh, nice. So I think everything kind of came from that. And our, Todd and I actually played in the band with my dad too. Oh, wow. I'll send you some links later to some of the music. We even, um, my dad had never stepped foot in the studio, but we managed to get him in once to record one song. Um, oh, so it was nice. his last recording before he passed. And it was like great. Oh, he passed? Yeah, my dad passed too, actually. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. How many yeah, years like, ago? Uh, Todd, do you remember? Is it eight now? Uh, yeah, it was Easter. Or wait, no, nine a, years this year. Quite a few years ago. I'm not too sure. Mine was only like three or four years ago, something like that. It was very recent, actually. Kind of. Was, was he, your dad musically inclined to or? Uh, well, my his brother his, is a, has been a musician all his life, and my dad was say, "Don't ever become a musician because all they do is uh all my brother does is spend he makes ninety dollars a night and then spends it on alcohol and whores." <laughs> my dad was a very mean military guy. Oh God. And uh, but my but what's funny is my uncle Wayne, his brother, was said. Uh, it was opposite of my dad, very nice. And he was, he was like, you know, your dad, um, this is before he died. He goes, he's actually very musical. He could have learned the instruments very easy. Cause when, the, when I tried to teach him, he picked up on it immediately, but he just never oh. practiced and never really got into it. Isn't that funny? He was always like anti-music, but my aunt is a musician. My grandfather was a musician, played bass and in Guamanian bands from Guam, you know, Guam. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I always have to say that because everyone thinks I say Guamanian. They think I mean Guatemalan or something. Oh, <laughs> but you know, from Guam, and my dad's German, so he's from like West Virginia. Okay. And uh, yeah. So okay, and, so I got I got a question for you. So my brother and I are from the east coast of Canada, which uh, yeah, it's notorious for what's called the kitchen party. So a kitchen party is when the family gets together, everybody brings their instrument over, and the kitchens back home are like they're the, they're massive, like they're huge. Okay. Right. So everyone gets together in the kitchen. They move the uh, the table out and uh, everyone gets together and there's just a big jam. So there's like accordions, guitars, fiddles, you name it. And that's what we grew up with. Right. Just. Yeah. yeah, I got a couple of accordions behind me. Oh, cool. Did you have anything like that? Like, was there any sort of family gatherings with everybody? Yeah. My grandfather is in his band when we were little. He he would have a band. His Guamanian band play the Guam, the Guamanian birthday parties. And okay. they're made by grandfather with his like Paul McCartney looking bass playing, <laughs> you know, sitting down, playing jazz. Yeah. 
They play jazz. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. But I was oh. so little, I was just intrigued with, like, my Uncle Tony, he's a lifelong musician, plays drums and cover bands all his life. But now he plays, like, flamenco guitar, like, well, uh, whoa, for a drummer. But um, they all, my Uncle Tony we used to play at the parties. My Aunt Joanne used to, we always do. Like, I have it at my, I do it, I, actually, I do it now. I have my whole family come over. Oh, nice. We have jazz, because my brother's daughter's a musician. She's a singer, guitar player, piano player. My brother your kids in? You said 20? My son's 20 and he does not play. Okay. And then you have yeah, my, my brother's or? daughter does. Oh, your brother's daughter. Okay. Yeah. My brother's been my bass player in my band. All most, most of the bands I've been in, except oh, when nice. I was in Hollywood, he was only like 15 and I was, you know, 17 or 18. Okay. So he wasn't old enough, you know, to, so you have the same thought and I have then. Huh? Yeah. The same thing and I have. Yeah. Yeah. So if you look at any of my cover bands, like the super freaks, which I've been playing in, for, I, well, I quit, but I've been playing in it since uh, just 2000, it uh, Halloween of 2000. But I was doing that same cover band as a guitar player in the 90s with Ralph from Steel Panther and okay. uh, singer Roxanne, if you remember Roxanne. Do you remember Roxanne? No. I've heard of them. They're the, they're the ones who started the, the disco cover band where you wear the afros that I did. And oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. But they, they were a, a, a hair metal band that was on Scotty Brothers and play and anyways they uh, uh album did uh good in arizona only and got a lot of airplay and they but they didn't have any work so they started a cover band because they would do play that funky music at, on their album and also as their encore oh nice. they would do a medley of disco songs they do the choreography and on <laughs> halloween they wore afros because it's halloween and John Travolta wig and the whole deal, right? Oh, man, be so and the fun. place erupted and they offered oh, yeah. him a job. And then they got so much work that he became a millionaire and he hired uh, all these players. And I was uh, one of the guitar players that he, one of the first guys he hired. And Russ was like the second guy he hired, uh, uh, Russ Parrish. Russ Parrish, you know, I've heard that From uh, uh, Steel Panther. Oh, for Steel Panther, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and at the time he was probably people you're interested in. Jeff Scott Soto is this. He Jeff ended up getting Soto? Jeff Scott Soto. You know who that is? Yeah, I totally right? know who that is. Yeah, he's like the most popular one that he hired uh, to replace him as the singer in Roxanne Boogie Nights. And so, so you know, um, I played with Jeff Scott Soto a bunch of times. Oh, my God. Really? I even, yeah, I even was in Arizona. Play, we played this one gig in Arizona where, uh, and afterwards we went uh, hanging out with the girls from the show. And uh, we were in a, but they lived like, 20 miles away, we were in the back of a pickup truck trying to pick up on the girls. And we were like, <laughs> oh, man. it was freezing because it was like winter time and we were in the back of a pickup truck, me and Jeff. Uh, just oh, no. just yeah, to right. let Todd, Todd knows who Jeff Scott Soto is. He just does yeah. that. Yeah. From Ingve Malmsteen. Yeah, Ingve Malmsteen. Yeah. And he even called Ingve Malmsteen once when we, I was sharing a room with him in the hotel when we were playing in Arizona. He called Ingve? Yeah, he called Ingve. Oh, I said, is Ingve is Ingve a jerk? Like, is he a jerk like everyone says? He goes, no, no, he's super cool. Oh man! So Jeff thinks he's cool. That's cool. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big uh, uh, Scott Soto fan. Like, holy, like, that, yeah, that no, I love thing, him. Man. He, he and he is as sweet as he seems. He's like, is he really? Yeah. One of the, yeah. Matter of fact, everyone that uh, um, Jamie Brown, that's his name, the singer of Roxanne. Everyone yeah. that he hired were the sweetest people that I ever met. All the musicians were so professional and so nice. That's why everyone gets along with it. Yeah. One of them was, uh, I played in a band uh, regularly uh, with, um, he always sings with Jeff Scott Soto in nowadays with, uh, what's it called? Um, Siberian Orchestra or something oh, like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trans, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah, Trans-Siberian yeah. Orchestra. His name is, uh, 
Oh God, I forgot his name. Um, Corey, you might know this. You you know them really. I can't well. believe I'm spacing his name because I. So yeah, the the band Sabotage became. I don't know if you remember Sabotage. They became yeah, yeah. Siberian Orchestra. Did they? Oh, really? Yeah. Is that who they are? Yeah. I are didn't you? even know know that. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie Brown ended up. <laughs> I just Roxanne. blew Corey's mind. Look at Corey's face. I just <laughs> blew his mind. With, he played. Jamie Brown wrote the song "Man on the Moon" or "In the Moon" or whatever. The one that was on uh, the John Karabi when he was in the Scream and the, the oh, backup oh, band was okay. Racer X. Racer X was the backup band. Wait a minute. Were the musicians in the band? The backup band was the stream was Racer X, or at least I really, I I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Paul Gilbert. And uh, the singer, the reason why that's his song is because he was actually the singer before in the Scream, and he quit, and was replaced by John Karabi. So John Jamie Brown, amazing vocalist. He he hired all amazing guys. The singer of Hardline, which was Brunette, uh, Johnny Gioelli. Okay. You know who that is? Uh, sounds, solo, sounds familiar. He has a solo record on Frontier Records now. Okay. Yeah, and all these, oh. all these guys. Uh, Ray Luzier was the drummer. Yeah, Ray Luzier. Yeah. Yeah, in one of the bands, I, I mentioned that on the other podcast. Yeah, yeah. And a whole bunch of drummers like that, our players like that. Uh, I played with. Uh, I, I actually I mentioned that one on the other podcast. Oh, I don't know if you. Oh, whatever. If you retry that, I don't care. That's fine. Yeah, Brand, uh, uh, Melvin Brandon Jr. Okay. The bass yeah. player from from uh, Dan Reed Network was the bass player. It, when I played with uh, Ralph, it was Ralph was a singer. I was a guitar player. Ray Luzier was a drummer, and uh, M- Melvin Brannon Jr. was the uh, uh, bass player from Dan Reed Network. I was like, he played behind his head. He's a black dude. <laughs> so he played all kinds of funky bass, like for real funky bass. Yeah, yeah. And the plays would go crazy, and then uh, Ralph would tell his jokes. And one time, when he was telling his jokes, this in San Diego, he was telling his jokes, and this drunk guy was harassing him or whatever. And he started, he, he played a uh, John Travolta type with Italian accent from Saturday Night Fever with an attitude. So they're like, hey, you effing this and that. And you, you know, make fun of him and everybody would be laughing. And he got mad and started reaching for uh, uh, Ralph's leg and beat him up. And he was not playing and there was no security because it's a very, not, you didn't really need security, but it was packed. And all the, secu- the, the two security guards are in the front of the house, you know, so they didn't even know. And we actually had to cut our set short for that guy to calm down. Wow. So, so Ralph's jokes, they don't always work. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess in retrospect, like you play with these guys, like I guess at the time they're they're just your buddies, I guess. Or they're, you know, no, I mean, I didn't, I mean, they were all in bands, but I didn't know them. I met them in in that context. Yeah, yeah. But where we sub you- for each other, you know, like one yeah. band guy would get sick sure. or the Boogie Nights, the, the highest paid band, you know, the first band. Yeah, uh, would always make like sixteen hundred dollars a gig, while everyone else made like four hundred dollars a gig. Holy so shit. like yeah. they would pick like whoever they were buddies with. Like if uh, yeah. uh, uh, I had those guys play on my solo, my first solo record, which is right there on the wall. It's a vinyl record. Oh, nice. Nice. Used nice. Vinyl records. It's a lovely time of day It seems like years since I've been outside Everyone has been away The scenery doesn't look the same Don't want dinosaurs to know my name But it's too late, they remember me When I used to want to be 
same way. I just don't feel the same way. I just don't feel the same way. Yeah. I sit inside of my tiny cup. It's a pretty thing, I know. When I can stand being talked to death, it's the only place to go. I'd like to dream of what I can be. No one's laughing, no one ever breathes. I can't erase bitter memories. I can only drive in my car. I just don't feel the same. They weren't able to play enough because they were playing so much in Boogie Nights. So they got mad when I fired them. So they didn't want to play with me no more. Oh. And so I ended up playing w with everybody else. And then they started having Russ replace me because they, oh, I, I love Russ. He's a super nice guy. I was like, I, I don't know Russ. But then I met Russ. And yeah, he's very, very nice. <laughs> he's like, damn, I can't hate him. We smoked weed together a long time ago. <laughs> so in retrospect, you go back and go, holy shit. Like, I knew those guys. I played with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, you kind of like step out of your body and go, what the hell? That that was me. Yeah, no, I mean, I remember when R Ralph was building up uh, uh, Atomic Punks and uh, he goes, and I was playing with him at the time in the disco band. And uh, he goes, hey, Keith, I hate to bother you because I live close to San Diego. I hate to bother you, but we, we're, we're losing our draw in San Diego because we're just starting out. You know, you don't have a jaw, much of a, a draw yet. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, and the, the club owner is telling us that we got to call our, like, our friends and start getting our friends down here. And it makes us look bad if we don't have any, if we don't put anybody on the list. And I go, yeah, no, I, I, I saw him before. And I go, dude, you're incredible as David Lee Roth, better than David Lee Roth, you know, more sober. <laughs> more so sings it right. More, and would you say more sober? He's, he's more sober and he sings it. He knows all the words. Know, Ralph, he knows the Ralph lyrics. Ralph don't drink. <laughs> Ralph don't drink. 
<laughs> so he's like dead sober on stage. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, those the Steel Panther guys, they don't usually drink. And uh, the only time, one time, Travis, the bass player, who I played with him too, um, he was the one that was playing bass in Arizona with Jeff Scott Soto, <laughs> actually. Man. And his shtick was, I gotta go pee. I gotta go pee. And that's it. That was, a whole <laughs> that was his shtick. <laughs> yeah. You said you have records on your oh, wall. You are record? getting close to 50. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those aren't the only <laughs> records I've done. I. Matter of fact, I have, I have my record collection next to my next to this. I have them in my kitchen. So here's the X Idols vinyl record right here. This is the first one I did in '94. Nice. Right before they stopped making records, now they make them again. Yeah, yeah. now they make them again. It's cool again. Yeah, yeah it's going. Yeah, no. So, so I just bought I just bought the new Dokken, the Lost Songs. There's a new one. Oh, I'm in is love. No. I'm in love. Hold on a second. Wow, it's a whole bunch of unreleased stuff from Germany. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. This thing. Oh, oh man. It, I haven't listened you know, to it yet. How good is it? It's that good. It's like, it's, it's as good as Breaking the Chains. And I'm like, why didn't these songs, especially the song number two, it was written, co-written by uh, Juan Crochier. Yeah, yeah. The bass player. Oh, I met him. I met oh. him too. He was going to, he, he wanted to do a demo of Imagine World Peace because we were like really popular in Hollywood. We would do 900 people at the Whiskey because the singer jumped around like David Lee Roth. Yeah, yeah right? that's all it takes. He literally was like super good looking like Brad Pitt with yeah. long hair and bring Troy. chicks in, right? So you've played Dude, a few. It was, it was just other musicians, other bands of Hollywood and all girls. I was yeah. so glad when they hired me for that gig because I answered it from a newspaper <laughs> ad. I was like, I saw them at the Palace. They sold out the Palace. They're the only band that could sell out the Palace on a Sunday. And it's 18 and, 18 and up. Wow. Everything else is all ages. So that means that cuts out all kinds of people. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I got into that band. And uh, um, yeah, so they uh, they had Marshall Burrow, Van Halen, and Rats manager. He would hang out with me every single day trying to get us to sign a, 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 a deal with him. To Marshall Burrow? Really? Marshall Burrow. Oh, but we never did. But we wouldn't do it. You know why? No, why? <laughs> because he was famous for ripping off Van Halen. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Right? You've heard the story about Van Halen. They won't even mention his name, but he's the well, one who- I didn't realize that was the same guy because- He's the one who invites, invited Gene Simmons down. As a matter of fact, he invited Gene Simmons down to see me um, imagine World Peace play at the Whiskey. It was Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley walked backstage upstairs, and I got so nervous because I was only 19 years old. That I just I shook their hands and left the room and I went outside of the room and all the girls are like oh my god kisses in there I go I go yeah I was like sweating because it's so hot upstairs you know it was sold out so we were playing with a jailhouse you ever remember jailhouse oh I totally remember jailhouse. jailhouse yeah it was us in jailhouse it was You're, this is like this is well this is the three of ours era like this is our yeah, era of music like all that's my all, era wow. yeah I saw a jailhouse in San Diego even before I moved to L.A. My, you know, uh, my friend was friends with the door guy. He would let me in, even though I was only 17. He was 18 and up in Rio, in San Diego. I just got right. in and saw Bang Tango. I oh, saw freaking. They didn't even have a record deal. They said, we just got signed. I, so they just got signed. But they didn't have a record out yet, which oh, I have their vinyl man. record because I bought it the day it came out. <laughs> nice. Wow. I love Bang Tango. It's right Tango. there. It's right oh, there. Jeez. Um, I, I, don't know about, I don't know if the rest of you have been watching this, but I, I started watching this Cobra Kai show. Oh, you know, yeah. like, oh that's the Karate Kid thing, right? Karate Kid? Dude, I watched a couple of those. I love that. The soundtrack is so good. Is it? <laughs> yeah. The, like, the kid... Uh, what episode are you on? Two? 
You said? I've watched like the first two a long time ago. Okay. And then you got to go like on Plus or something like that. So uh, it's, it's on um, it's on Netflix now. Yeah, Netflix. But, so I don't have the Netflix. But, um, so I, I didn't watch it. But In the third episode, I, I, I don't want to spoil. The only thing I'll spoil with it is the music. Is the theme song in that episode is is Rat. Oh, I love Lay it down. Well, that's what I was going to say about Juan Crucier. He wanted yeah. to do our demo of Marshall Burrow drug him down to meet us at the Marquee Club in in uh, Orange County. To, to and and I met him. He had his hair slicked back. Oh yeah, okay. and a ponytail and I, unrecognizable because you know I always had powdered makeup. Yeah, yeah. At that time, you know, and it, he had brown skin like a Mexican dude. And I was like, wow, he looks like a freaking cholo right now. Yeah. It was a trip. Yeah. <laughs> But we didn't do the deal. We didn't do it. And I, we had actually a, um, um, a firing the singer because he got married behind our back and was married for six freaking months. And we just thought that was like kind of creepy to, to lie to us for that long. Wow. And yeah. so we fired him for that. We got a different singer. But back then, uh, and that was and that's how I got the record deal with Relativity. Yeah, but that's that that was the thing back then. You couldn't be married. You couldn't be married. Not on the Sunset no. Street. We're out. What no, he would then. do is. All the girls would be there, you know, like he said, he was, they were all like, they were really into him. Right. And he would look at his wife in the last few shows and we we're like, what's up with that? He won't even perform anymore. And yeah. so that's kind of what killed it. Cause he was kind of killing it. Right. But, um, and we got a different singer, like a punk rock type singer that, but he, when we got him, he was an opening band actually at, for us at the whiskey. Okay. And I came in early cause I had to change my strings, you know? And I was blown away because he had the crowd in the palm of his hands. He was breaking all the mic stands and everyone got soup. All the stage hands got pissed and started wrestling with him. And he's like, ah! <laughs> and then I, I, I auditioned him and he could sing like a bird. And so we got a record with deal with him without. And then Marshall Burrow called us because he, he got us a showcase with Atlantic at the Central where I met Johnny Depp. He turned it into the Viper Room like two months later. Oh, okay. Asked me, well, anyways, I don't want to get to another story. <laughs> but... Uh, you're all over the place, man. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because it's all connected. So I don't. I hate doing yeah, yeah. that. No, but, no, no, uh, cool. Anyways, I forgot. I lost my place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we had one, man. That's awesome. I remember in the eighties, I had uh, a, I had bought a Clarion stereo and I bolted it under the seat, and I had breaking the chains. I had Dawkins. So I have that in. I'd crank yeah. it up, boy. Oh, yeah. oh wow. And that on vinyl. My brother has the copy actually because he. I don't have it. He you has know, you, my record. The guy was fresh out of the military, John Hawkins. Okay, okay. That's I'm breaking okay. with my butter knife. <laughs> I think that's the new, uh, instead of breaking the chains, breaking, <laughs> breaking <laughs> the lock with the butter knife. Breaking the locks. But I used to break in, well, I used to sneak into Todd's room and steal his Van Halen cassette. Because you're the little brother. I was the yeah. little, I'm the little brother. I'd <laughs> yeah, yeah. There. I'm the oldest. Yeah, and I would, I would sing along and then I'd always say, one day my brother's going to let me sing for him. That was all right. a dream. That's my little brother. One day, my I'll be old enough to play with my brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which and is I funny did, because he he looks a lot older than I do, so that because he eats Jack in the Box still, and I I had to change oh. my diet because I have psoriasis, and so does he. But um, to get rid of the psoriasis, the doctor told me I have to eat health uh, a, a diet of excellence. So I eat a right. diet of excellence, and I and I exercise to pump the blood through. Right. And, that, and plus, I actually started exercising. Here's a connected story. About ten years ago, really, because I was looking at Ralph and uh, his, and uh, um, he, also the guitar player from Atomic Punks was uh, Brian Young, who played with David Lee Roth. Oh, okay, yeah, in yeah. Two thousand two, yeah. two thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I just saw, I just saw a performance with Brian Young on it. Uh, yeah, I, and he's he's all built, and I'm like, yeah, I gotta get built. Yeah. I'm too skinny. 
I got to get built. I got to get some uh, some muscle tone. So I started working out because well, wait, really because was, they looked good on stage. Well, that was the guitar. I mean, was Russ. That, yeah, wasn't he the guitar player that was in Roth's band when Roth was doing the uh, the EMT thing? Because Roth put on. He said he put on like twenty pounds to be an yeah. in an EMT, and he was Roth was just like a monster. Yeah, Ray got him the gig because you know uh, Ray Ray uh, plays does disco. You know, so okay. Ray and oh Brian Young was also one of the guitar players in the Polyester Pimps, and the singer was Johnny Gioelli from Hardline. I was telling you about. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I tell you all of them. The drummers in Berlin now. Yeah. Uh, Chris Levin. in Berlin now. It has been in Berlin for twenty years. Like Berlin the band. Yeah. Berlin the band still around? Yeah, they, you know the eighties bands tour. They yeah, played yeah. here at my local. They played here locally in Canyon Lake at the, okay. the lodge. Do do you do you know Berlin though? Like, do you know like the? I know music? him. What's that? I know him really well. So he was Preston when, Shaw with the afro. <laughs> when Berlin came out with that song on was it the Top Gun soundtrack? That yeah. was my introduction to Berlin. I had heard Berlin years before, and they were Metro. At, yeah, Metro. Yeah, yeah. Love you know, that song. Right? Oh, that song is yeah. awesome. I love it. One and of my favorite then, songs. Yeah, and then they did that out that song on the soundtrack. I'm like, what? What happened? That's not their song. Cover song. No, it's a they cover. Were forced, song. They were forced to play that. Is that what they it didn't was? even want to do it? They're glad oh, they did though. It wasn't their sound at all, but they made a couple of bucks off of it for sure. Yeah, that's their whole livelihood now. I'm sure that's why people show up to their shows. Sure, but then yeah. they play Metro and people are like going to go get a beer. <laughs> right, and that's the best song. It's the best. I song. love that song. Corey, you have to look up Metro. Okay. Riding on the metro. Dun, 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 ba, 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 Awesome. Awesome. Uh, it's, it's weird awesome. you know that song. I, I thought I was the yeah. only one that listened I was to that into, I was into all kinds of music. Yeah. So what was your... Yeah, my favorite just happened to be hair metal. Yeah. Yeah. But I do that. But I play jazz piano and classical piano. I drive my wife crazy practicing uh, Turkish marts all night long last night. <laughs> At different speeds, because I really want it in my hands, you know, for yeah. real. Yeah, I'm still working on it. Were you gonna ask Todd? I was gonna say, what was your what was your first guitar? I know you were breaking in with butter knife for your your. Yeah, my first it was an electric guitar. My my mom bought me when I was uh, well, I had an acoustic guitar that my, my that my was my aunt's. I would always play, but I kind of thought it was mine, you know. Right. But uh, which I st- I still have that guitar over here actually. But um, it, but the first electric guitar was a, a Squire uh, a Fender Squire imitation, oh. so it had no name on it at all for Christmas. 1983 a mexican one it didn't have a name on it so okay. the mexican i have a i do have the mexican strats okay because in disco the guitar player boogie and i said he got his guitar stolen and i was i started he, they stopped doing the gig in tucson so i started doing the gig in tucson and he got his uh, 1200 strat stolen so he goes do not leave because i would leave the guitar in the office and he got stolen out of the office and because you don't want to take carry it on the plane you know yeah. So yep. so he goes buy a cheap guitars to leave it in the office. So I bought two Mexican strats. Nice. Or, or squires, squires. The squire strats, yeah. I still got them. Yeah. Matter of fact, it's right there. My my first <laughs> one was actually a squire. All was my it? all my gears here, my whole stage stuff. Right. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. Like there's a big. Well, I don't know. There's my. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, there's a drum set in the background. Wait a minute. Is that from your PA music system right video? there? See, that's a PA system with a yeah. with a. A light on top, a cop light on top. Yeah, from your music yeah, video. Cool. I have two, two, two columns. Yeah, that's from your music video. From my music video, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's also just where I play, and you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's my I do a one man band type of thing with a looper pedal where I play the live, where I play the drums, hit loop, play the guitar, bass, hit loop, play the keyboards, hit loop, play the yeah. guitar, and right. sing at the same time. Originals almost always though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My first one was an SQ, yeah. a Squire SQ series. It was made in Japan. Uh, oh yeah, eighty four. Yeah, I think it was about eighty four. I do have my second guitar that I bought like a year later. Right here. I bought this. No. There's a Jeff Beck pickup in there. It's a Gibson Epiphone. I bought used off in some guy's garage. Nice. <laughs> in San Diego before I moved to LA. And it's pretty cool. I like this one. My dream guitar was actually the, uh, the, the uh, Kramer Beretta. It looked very similar to the one you had. It was white and it just had the single pickup in it. The one that I just showed you? Yeah, it was similar to that. It wasn't it wasn't that brand? It was a uh, it was a Kramer. No, the Kramer bread I'm familiar with. Yeah, yeah. I wanted that so bad. With the banana neck on it. It was really yeah. yeah. Like the Kramer, like the Van Halen guitar. Yeah, yeah. I got the Van Halen guitar. It's in the video, the Hopper Waldo video. Yeah, yeah. I bought it just for that video from China for like two hundred bucks. How did you shoot 200, that video? Two hundred fifteen. How did you shoot that video, Keith? I just put it up. I put a, a one of those Sony handhelds. It cost like thirteen hundred dollars, but I bought it used for eight fifty. It yep. broke. It broke. So, but but I just put it on a tripod and and just uh, I bought some of those old fashioned uh, lights from Guitar Center that you open yeah. up. You know, those yeah, cheap yeah. ones are like two hundred bucks. Yeah. That's the lighting. That's it. That's how I do all my videos. Nice. Yeah, I don't know if you looked at my original songs at all, but they vary from from jazz instrumental. No, no, I, I've listened freestyle. to all of it. It's I not just rock. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, I, I actually spent the last few days just listening to it on, um, you have one one track on your YouTube page that plays through the whole album? Yes. And I, I just listened to, I just put repeat on that track. Yeah, and, and what, what, my money's around here somewhere, buried around here somewhere, that one? Yeah, yeah, that one, yeah. Yeah, that, and most of that was just, because what I was, it was an experiment in just recording with the looper pedal, not with all the studio stuff. And I just would do the vocal with the studio stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. so wait, hang on, go back take a step back there so when you actually re you were recording that like as a single track sort of well, i would do it like this i would have no i was trying to do have fun record you know experiment and see different ways because you know you write a song and more, the same and way. more live and more live that well way. that too but what i was trying to do was uh this is what i did i have no song in mind i'm going to write record and finish a, and and finish and upload a song in two hours i got two hours nice and so i would play a i would play a beat and have two parts one on the hi-hat and one one on the ride for a chorus right yeah, of course. Yeah, and i do it yeah. 16 times or eight times or whatever and yeah, then same yeah. thing on the other side so if you notice everything's very simple and i might edit it and rearrange it a little bit but basically i i don't think i did on that album i think i just left it as is like verse chorus verse chorus yeah guitar yeah. solo over the verse back into the yeah, chorus yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and uh so i would make up a beat and go okay now I'm going to make up a, a guitar line or a bass line riff. What, um, what's that? So I go, okay, last time I made up a funky beat. So this time I'll make a straight beat, like boom, boom, crack, boom, boom, crack. Or if it was funky, or double bass, or straight. Yeah. And go with that theme. And were you just like and then playing live to it? Is that Was that the idea? Yeah, then I'd hit the loop. I'd, okay. hit, I'd record it with my looper pedal. And then I'd play the bass. Get the uh -huh. mix just right, and then start making up a bass line or a guitar line riff, you know. And then yeah. I hit 
if it's in key of E, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, E minor. So the cor- common chords for a chorus would be C, D, C, D, C, yeah, yeah. D, yeah, yeah, D. I keep it simple, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, so I could remember it. But then you and can then play I, guitar over top because it's Yeah, it, and then I could, yeah, I could do something over the foundation. guitar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I would play the guitar and, and then try to match it and, or and add keyboards or not, depending on the song. And then I'd make up the chorus over the CD, not the verse first, the chorus. And then I'd harmonize it out. And then I'd uh, do the, uh, um, but I would do this part, the, the vocal part in the, with the regular studio, because it sounds crappy, the, vo- the voice through the loop sure. pedal. Sure, and yeah, I would sure, just yeah. record the, the choruses record that and, then I'd add the, and then I'd add the verse and then uh, put the good, then I'd add the guitar solo afterwards yeah. with the studio okay. sure. to put yeah. it in stereo. So it sounded sort of stereo. And then I'd add a tambourine over the snare or something oh. just so it sounded kind of, so I could put something in stereo for the yeah, drum. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So how, how are you? So how I didn't you, know what the song was going to be until I was done. But when I started <laughs> the recording, I didn't even know what it was. And then when I'm done, so that's what you got. So yeah. it, and I was gonna upload it whether I whether it was good or not. Yeah, it didn't matter. I I, I, I figured it's good enough. If I, I wouldn't continue this, like if I made up a cruddy riff, I wouldn't just stay with it. I would go, oh, that's kind of cruddy. Let me make up another one until I got a riff that I thought was decent at least. You know, like oh, I, that's a good. As as a, a, a I have a background in writing, so I'll use a writing analogy here. Is there isn't ever a bad idea. You can always right. take an idea and just massage it until it becomes right. great. Yeah, 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 yeah. In art, there's no there's no such thing as a bad idea, as long as you look at it from the person's point of view. Like if you look at it from, it's just not the kind of song I like. Then you might not appreciate it. But if you look at it from the person who wrote the song that does like it, then maybe you might have it. You might like it. I learned that in it. art appreciation. Yeah. Okay. I took art appreciation art appreciation in college. Well, I think everyone's a, a critic about what if something's good or not, but yeah, no, I, I don't, don't do that anymore. I I don't I don't either. The the thing that I find is that look, someone put their blood exactly. You no, know, they put everything. See it from their blood. point of view. Exactly. Yeah, and then you might appreciate it, and you'll appreciate more art because of that. Corey, you're gonna say something. I know you're gonna say something here. No, just I was agreeing with him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because because if you do that, then you're gonna write the you're gonna write the same song. Like for instance, um, certain bands like ACDC or even Metallica from time for a while, they sure. they do the, they tend to do everything the same because their fans expect it. But yeah. I find that if you you do whatever you want and 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 just I like the Steve what Steve I said. I actually take this advice from Steve I. Uh, he did an uh, interview on how to be successful. I believe it is what it's called. How to be a success okay. uh, success in music on YouTube. Have Joe as an instructor. Uh, yeah. Huh? Have Joe as an instructor. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Satch, Mr. Satch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He was saying he was saying that uh, uh, try to l- pretend like you're writing a song that no one's going to hear as if you've already failed and write for yourself. And he goes, that's basically what he does. And so he's able to branch out and do, in my opinion, I agree with him. He does many different kinds of music. I was signed to the same label as him too. I think I said that in the other podcast. Yeah, Relativity, right? Yeah, Relativity. Yeah. That's yeah. that record I showed you, the X Idols, hey, I, which I wanna, was imaginal piece with the different singer X Idols. Yeah. I, I want to share a story. I was on I was on someone else's podcast with a another musician who who made it kind of big, and um, we had to do what, what, what other musician? I'm not. I didn't ever made it big.
my, the, the, no, my goal is not. You're doing never what to you want, dude. You're doing what you want. I just to do what I want. So if I want to do an all jazz song, or uh, which I do, I, I don't. I don't really think. Oh man, you know, I made hot for Waldo. I better make more stuff that sounds like Van Halen. Yeah, yeah. I might do that because I feel like it, but I, but I, I disregard what other people think completely. I just don't care because I've been doing it for so long. Who cares? All I know is that if people don't like the song that I wrote, I disregard their opinion anyways. Someone else might like it. Yeah, that, yeah. exactly. So, and other people end up liking it anyways. You know, that sort of thing. Like if you listen to my music, like I, I thought you were going to say that you listened to the one where it says Keith Kessinger or radio, where it has like a bunch of my songs. And a lot oh, of those yeah. have like drum machine songs with techno because I was listening to, it was like two, year 2000, I was listening to Bjork. So oh, I have like some like Bjork dude. Yeah. I freaking love Bjork. Love Bjork. Yeah. And so like, cool. So, or like some of it's kind of like funk because I was listening to like uh, Parliament and Jamiroquai at the time. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so some of my songs are like that, you know, where it's like, you know, just techno or funk or yeah. like one of them was like, I was listening to Belle Bib DeVoe's Poison. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And so I, one of them's like Prince or minor key. It's yeah. going, you can be a superstar, doesn't matter who you are. And yeah. boom, boom, with the drum machine, down, 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 you know. But I wanted them to write it just because it's like it's food, you know, for spice of life. Sure. You yeah. don't want to eat pizza every day. No way, man. Well, if you hear you a don't always sound. want pepperoni on your pizza. What's that, Todd? Yeah. What? No, no. I was just gonna say it's a it's a different sound because any anything you, that you do, all of a sudden you've, it's like what, first time you heard Van Halen, right? It was like wow. It's like there's a different sound. It's a different and, approach. And also they're di- different every song too. Like they have yeah. "I'm on Fire," which is straight up metal, which I love. Yeah. And then they have "I'm the One" with the bop bada shooby doo wah, which is right mm-hmm. out of Barbara Shop Quartet. Oh. Yes. And yeah. that's really like for me, David Lee Ross said we got it from the Beatles. And I go, I want to be like that, that. And I got it from Jane's Addiction singer. He goes, he goes, I get it from the Beatles, from the Beatle White album. Uh, Perry Farrell said, he goes, uh, he goes, we're like, we're like the start, but except for that's going to be our first record, you know, just all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And I go, that's how I want to, I want to be. If anybody does stumble across me, I want them to stumble across me with all that stuff already at your ear, instead of like if I put out one song and he's a rock guy, then you have a rock audience. Now, I'd yeah. rather have you discover me like when I'm old, which is now. This would be fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you and then you you see, hey, you got like techno song here and a pop song, you know. And this one sounds like Smashing Pumpkins, but when he went when he went when he used the drum machine and the, and was unsuccessful, well, I like that record, so I don't give a shit, you know. Did say different strokes right? for different folks? Yeah, not, not it's everybody also, likes the same. Yeah, and and. Yeah, and what I also notice is whenever you ask somebody, what kind of music do you like? They always say the same thing. I like all kinds of music. Of course they do. Country and Western. (laughs) Right? I mean, yeah, speaking of country music, I've been working on Malaguena from Roy Clark for like two years. I'm going to upload that next with an original song that's acoustic. Just just so my original song gets heard. Roy Clark, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because it'll go because I'm doing it perfectly with the same energy and everything, like sure. perfectly. And so I'm trying to it's two years. I'm probably two years. So wow. it's a pain in the ass actually because there's like five things in this song that I've never played on guitar before, where he's popping. You ever see that from the Odd Couple? What like the song? 
Yeah, Roy Clark performed on The Odd Couple. You guys I didn't that? see that. No. Oh, Holy man. Shit, that would have been cool. Dude, one of the most important musical experiences of my, of my life is Roy Clark playing Malaguena, the Spanish song, on The Odd Couple. I've been working on it for two years. You gotta listen to it. Okay. I'm gonna upload it myself. I'm gonna oh, record no, it. I gotta see that. I was gonna record it, but I just fucking busted a string on the acoustic guitar. <laughs> and I, I don't have another string. I have to order it online. Yeah, because you can't go just, buy one nowadays. Yeah, I don't want to go to the store. No. I don't go to the store. Yeah, I don't go to the store. Because of uh, the COVID, you know? 